You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org. You are listening to the audio of a blog written at cornfieldtheology.com. For more information, go to www.cornfieldtheology.com for the latest blogs and podcasts. Title A New Class System is Emerging When I wrote this blog, and before it was posted, President Joe Biden set forth several mandates regarding vaccines. Without a doubt, the content of this blog is relevant for helping Christians think well about vaccines and masks. There is nothing new under the sun. Throughout history, humanity has known how to divide itself. Classes are created to segregate one group of people from another. We have caste systems that have existed since the 1500s. I'm old enough to remember the Rwandan genocide. In 1994, and over the course of 100 days, about 800,000 people were slaughtered in Rwanda by ethnic Hutu extremists. The Hutus were mainly targeting members of the minority Tutsi community. The class system in Rwanda was tribal. India is well known for its caste system. From top to bottom, the priests are on the top, followed by the warriors, then the merchants and landlords, and last are the commoners and peasants. You are born into a caste, and you cannot leave the caste. People are divided into classes by economics, race, ethnic background, country, and religion. At present, in America, a new class is emerging. A new division is being created. The division is between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. At the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the division was between the masked and the unmasked. However, Masks have now become a sideshow to vaccines. There is a large contingent of pro-vaxxers who are passionate about every single person receiving a vaccine. The anti-vax folks want to be left alone or have questions about the efficacy and safety of vaccines. Each side has its reasons, and each side is now digging the trench for a long battle. dare to be different. My aim isn't to stir the pot. Oh, listen, I have opinions on masks and vaccines. I have strong opinions. My close friends and family are not naive to my positions. But my main concern is that the cultural conversation lacks civility and charity. Further, I'm concerned that the lack of civility and charity has made its way into the church. My hope is that the church would rise above the emerging class system 
and remain united amid, amid the varying opinions. The following are several thoughts about staying united while disagreeing with brothers and sisters in Christ. United by Christ. Christians need to remember we are united to each other because we are united to Christ. Do yourself a favor and read all of Ephesians 1. The theological reality of our unity is far superior to an opinion on masks and vaccines. Perhaps it's time for the church to memorize all of Psalm 133. And I quote, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. God delights to see his church, the bride of Christ, united. You would have been naive to think Israel didn't witness cultural conversations attempting to divide God's people during the reign of King David or the Apostle Paul, for that matter, in the first century. Perhaps the outstanding number of passages on unity in the Bible exists because the devil would love nothing more than to see disunity in the church. I am not suggesting you keep your opinions to yourself. Instead, I hope opinions can be framed with Christian unity. Perhaps a hyper-focus on Christian unity can temper the passion and rhetoric between the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. Everyone is using Scripture. Can we acknowledge that Christians on both sides of the debate are using Scripture? Why is this? There is no chapter and verse about masks and vaccines. Therefore, we look to Christian principles. The vaxxers say loving your neighbor is wearing a mask and getting the jab. For example, Mark 12, verse 31. The argument from love is built upon assumptions of efficacy. The anti-vaxxers have questions about effectiveness, but also feel like the data does not support the mandates. The argument from love does not hold water for anti-vaxxers. What about putting a foreign substance into the body? Both sides can use the same text. Here is 1 Corinthians 6.19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? Are you not your own? For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. If the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, then it needs to be treated well. The pro-vax camp is resolved that a COVID jab is an example of treating the body well. And the anti-vax group takes the opposite position. So who is right? You can answer the question for yourself by doing some research. Ask the hard questions and make a competent decision. 
Christian liberty. We also have to discuss the importance of a person's conscience. For example, there might be an appeal to conscience if Holy Scripture does not clearly express right or wrong. I believe Christians must be careful to invoke conscience to make an opinion. Uh, The argument from conscience has become a drunk drawer where everything seems to fit into it. However, Holy Scripture does address how a Christian is to navigate its conscience. In Romans 12, excuse me, in Romans 14, Paul addresses potential division because of eating regulations and festivals. The struggle between the two sides was a matter of conscience. And we read in verse 5, Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Romans 14, verse 5. The principles in play are twofold. First, you need to be thoroughly convinced about your decision. That much is clear. Second, you must not pass judgment on your brother who holds an opposing view. Several verses later, Paul makes an emphatic point, and I quote, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we will all, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Romans 14, verse 10. May the fact all of us will stand before the judgment seat of God put into perspective the judgments we place upon other people especially in the household of faith. Galatians 6.10 The Christian Response In response to the cultural debate, two characteristics can help Christians wade through the noise. First, charity. Let's be charitable to one another. Do you want to exemplify true Christian love to one another? Then, Let's go to the all-memorable, but always forgotten, love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13. And I quote, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It, It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 7. Huh, weird. It's like God knows how to settle a debate. Love does not insist on its own way, we read. However, it does say in verse 6 that love rejoices in the truth. So what we so what is the truth about vaccines and mass? Well, that is the debate. So until the debate is settled, which I am skeptical because of the politicking, let's be charitable to one another. May we not be like the world and let us love well. Here's the second characteristic, humility. It seems like we all could use a dose of humility, myself included. I have had my unholy moments of pride that required repentance during this pandemic. Here's my favorite passage on humility. It's my favorite passage because of our call to humility is connected to Christ. And I quote, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you not only look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he is in the form of God, and this is really important, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, straight gospel here, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Think Isaiah 53, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, being found in human form. What did Christ do? He humbled himself. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Philippians 2, verses 3 to 8. Imagine, imagine if the church exercised humility by putting the needs of others before the self, just like Christ put us before himself by dying on a cross in our place. The humility of Christ should put into perspective the debate on vaccines and mass. So, may we not be divided, but remain united by Jesus. The world can have its class system, but may it not be the case in the church. You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org.